0: continue to follow the Israelite nation's return from exile as we take a look at the book of Ezra, which begins where Second Chronicles ended. The second Exodus, if you will, and God is fulfilling his promise to his own particular people to return them to the promised land. <clears throat> the Older Testament is a true foundation for the New Testament. In it, we see the trustworthiness of God repeated over and over again. We also see his holiness and justice. Let me suggest, and it is only a suggestion, that perhaps sometimes we wallow or take for granted grace too casually. In 539 BC, Cyrus II invaded Babylonia. The Babylonian Chronicles and the Cyrus Cylinder describe Babylonia being taken without a battle. Nabodonos surrendered and was de- deported. In the book of Daniel, we will read in the chapter 5 the story of the final night of Belshazzar, king of Babylon. Daniel is called to interpret the writing on the wall after Belshazzar's wise men are unable to do so. Belshazzar is killed and Darius the Mede, a general of Cyrus, becomes king. That's in Daniel 5.30-31. 30 the site of Babylon is located in modern-day Iraq, while the capital of the Persians was Susa which is present-day Iran, and the location of the story of Esther, which occurs approximately 50 years later in 482 B.C. In the very first verse, there is a testimony to the trustworthiness of God, which reads, and I quote, In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom and also put it in writing, end of quote. It was quite remarkable. Cyrus not only opened the door for them, but with blessings and an order that those around them were to provide the cattle, the gold, the silver, and other support for their return. Cyrus returned all the sacred items taken from the temple. God not only moves his people, but unbelievers to achieve his purposes. In 536 B.C., Zerubbabel, who was the direct descendant of David, led the group uh, back to Jerusalem, which numbered about 42,300. Many of the Jews, however, chose not to return, but rather settle in other places in the Middle East, which included the land of the Persians, as we will see later in the book of Esther. In chapter 2 it is noted that there was a search of the ancestral registration performed before some of them could be pronounced priest and they were denied they had learned their lessons about the dilution from pagans it seems to me that what we could call being unequally yoked that's in 2 Corinthians 6:14 through 18 if one is to be pure they must eliminate all sources of mischief they had their priorities correct. The first order of business was to build the altar at which performed the sacrifices of worship that had been, presented, had been prescribed by God. Their attorneys revived the ob- observation of the feast of the booth and tabernacles. In addition to being an agriculture festival, the festival of the tabernacles in the Bible was a celebration of all that God had done to lead and protect his people from freeing them from bondage in Egypt to guiding and sustaining them in the desert, the 40 years of wandering. The focus went well beyond the enjoying of a bountiful harvest. God was not only being worshipped, but venerated, as the, the sacred must be kept sacred. Otherwise, worship can become very casual. Two, <clears throat> two years later, they labored putting the foundation for the temple as in all God's projects, the enemy will oppose the forward movement of God's kingdom. Just look around. There is active and growing opposition to anything that points to God today. His son, Jesus, are true believers. After much harassment, the pagans were able to convince Art to withdraw support and require that the, the building cease. After 16 years, and as direct result of Haggai and Zacharias prophesying, the work was restarted without the king's approval. While we are taught to obey civil authority, there comes a time when God's work supersedes civil order. The opposition tried to get the new king Darius to force to stop the building, but the new king sided with Israelites, and the temple work proceeded. Upon completion of the temple, the Jews observed the festival of the unleavened bread as a reminder to separate themselves from defilement by removing yeast from the bread and houses. In chapter 8, Ezra is in Babylon organizing another exodus to return to Jerusalem. First, there was a period of prayer and fasting before making the 900-mile journey. Genuine fasting is how we communicate to God that we are willing to do without for a period of time to emphasize that our need for him is greater than anything else. The intermarriage with pagan women was still a problem. Ezra made an emotional, face-down, public distraught confession to God about the problem. The people determined that all foreign women and their children were to be banished. Do you see that as a hard line? Well, how far should you go to remove influences of sin in your life? They are, the women are sent away, and Israel moves on. Final footnote. After the incredible and tireless leadership is ruleable, he just disappears from Scripture. God uses his servants and moves on. Hallelujah. There is a Scripture, though, in uh, Luke 17:10. So, likewise ye... When ye shall have done all these things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Hmm. And Berubble does receive a special blessing later on in the second chapter of Haggai. May the love and the peace of Christ fill you today.